DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm here, as always. Don't do no episode without my dog, my partner, my man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Yes, yes, yes. Good. Accepting the nomination for this for this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Convention flow. But how you been before we even get into the news? How you been, man? I've been cool, man. Still quarantining. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, not much changes through the through the days. Still working out. It's like jail, man. Still working out. You know, <laughs> reading the Quran and shit. <laughs> nah, it is. But it, it really uh, is a time to, I guess, develop. You know what I mean? And get better. If you got, like, if you were used to being on the go before, and now you, like, stuck sitting down time, it's time to, you know what I mean? Like, connect and relax and... and well, not relax, but I'm saying connect with yourself and kind of get at peace with yourself and then, you know, focus on what you want to grow in, you know what I mean? Right, right. But, um, don't use it as a vacation, you know what I mean? Don't use it as just like a chill session. I'm going to have my feet up and gain weight, you know what I mean? Go hard, work out more. Like, I've been I'm trying to work out more this month than I worked out last month, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just setting little goals and, and, and accomplishing them, you know what I mean? And just making new ones. Yeah. Yeah, and, and shout out to every all our listeners out there who's who's ex cons or current cons or whatever, because they're like, nigga, this shit, yeah, this shit is nothing like prison. You don't know. <laughs> you goddamn prison. You can't eat whatever you want. You got a stove in prison. <laughs> you just wear a mask. It works. <laughs> shit ain't that bad. <laughs> nah, man. Did you really? It's crazy. I'm not in any sidebar, but like that, it would have been, if you told me a year ago, people walk around with masks around in stores. Like, you know, if you ever had, like, a winter time, you got, like, one of them face masks on, you don't even want to walk in a store with that because you just might get shot. Right. <laughs> like, an off-duty cop or some shit like that. Like, so, I like, to, to, to now imagine that everywhere you go, someone's wearing you walk in any business, you about to buy a house. Someone's showing you a house. <laughs> you masked up, bro, and, and, and a, a, a wide array of masks, not just the surgical shit, either. You know, what's crazy is that now... If I if I'm not wearing a mask, white women across the street. But now when I do wear the mask, they be like they they give me the nine like yeah you, you good. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's a crazy time, man. It's like an alter alter universe. It is, or it just teaches me not to get too comfortable in the in the comforts of anything. Right. You know what I mean? Don't just don't get like too complacent and don't get too comfortable in it because it could change. And if your mind, there's people whose minds is just fucked up. They say suicide rates is up. They say. Uh, depression's up, you know what I mean? Like, and, and part of it's because of this. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, that people can't wrap their mind around being told you need you can't just go where you want or you're going to have to figure out a new job situation because your kid's not going to school, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's you got to be able to adapt, though. That's the survival, you know what I mean? Yeah, people lost a lot with this shit, you know, if not money, which is huge. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. I don't know if I told you my kickboxing gym, they closed it down for good. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just too much. Like you know, members coming in, you still got to pay rent. People get and and a lot of business owners they live on the edge financially anyway. Like when they yeah, get their little pocket they try to each catch month. the bag exactly. Yeah, they try to hit the ba- yeah. So yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, and then to to lose like that autonomy or whatever. Like you just get, like, a lot of shit that you did as an outlet. You just can't go do, and uh, you know it's fucked up and messes with your mentals. Yeah, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta be able to adapt with it. But then you see these people on the other side of it who obviously are able to, like, it's weird, right? This, this whole corona thing, like, I've heard people say it's, 
the worst year of their lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like like for me, it's, it's this is actually one of the better years of my life. Not not anything to do with the pandemic, corona, quarantine, but just certain experiences that I've had this year I didn't have in past years. You know what I'm saying? So I find that to be like the poetic justice of life that as you know, everyone else, everything around you could be crazy, you still could be living a beautiful life, you know what I mean? And it's like the traveling fence. We we took a, a crew vacation, <laughs> like right before it happened. You know what I mean? Like there's people who had to cancel their family reunions, right, and weddings and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's been a blessed year, um, for me. And it's like so you look at one thing with the suicide rates and the depression rates, and you know obviously um unemployment, everything like that. People losing money. You just have the business owners. But then on the other side, I seen an article that was like, people say that video games is on the rise because it's helping young kids get through this pandemic that you know what i mean right and that like and as you just look at it and this is like you're gonna find what you're gonna find to, to make it through to the other side you know what i mean you're gonna find that survival thing and it, whatever it could be it could be someone studying a course it could be someone working out more now because you know i mean you can you're gonna find what's gonna get you back to that normalcy and you want to be better on the other side of it you definitely do and, and, and shout out to everybody out there who's doing it shout out to everybody out there who's suffering you know right now too you know hold your head and, and get the help that you can like take advantage of getting the help right now like it's crazy, like, obviously I go to therapy, I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but, like, I had a session yesterday, and, and me and my, my therapist came to agreement, it was like, we probably don't even need to be talking this often anymore, because, you know what I mean, like, like, things are in a different place than when we first started, you know what I'm saying, and, and we both were cool with that, you know what I mean, maybe cutting it back to, like, every other month or something like that now, you know what I mean, but because life is in a place where 12 months ago, again, a little over a year, I was in a totally different place back then, you know what I mean? So the use for it was totally different, but I say that to say, if you in that situation right now, get the help. Right. Get that, like, you know what I mean? Let's take advantage of it right now. Like, get the help. You can, 12 months later, you might find yourself in a whole nother situation, you know what I mean? So, uh, I guess that was my PSA for, I guess, you know what I mean? Mental health, right? You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, like, like yeah. Yeah, uh, uh it's pretty cool how you handle that conversation like a champ, that conversation the therapist has with you, and then it's like... You're pretty good right now. I don't think you need me no more. I don't handle it as well because I'm like, are you sure? I think we should be together for a while more. Like this, I'm paying you. <laughs> <laughs> now I came to the realization I was going to tell her anyway, yeah. but then she she had also brought it up, and I was like, y'all about to say the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, just because it, it's it's not that. It's, but here's the thing: like, if something works for you, keep doing it. You know, like a lot of people, something starts working for them and they stop doing it. Right. And how does that make sense? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, it just, just because just you're getting the results, that's that should be an inspiration to keep going with it. You know what I'm saying? Some people look at it the other way, like, oh, I'm good now. I don't got to do that no more. And also, I'm not about to, like, be like, nah, I think I'm part of the reason why I'm at where I'm at in life is because I decided to to, to make that decision to, to do that. So, um, nah, like, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I ain't about to stop doing it. But it just, at the frequency we were doing it, it wasn't, I don't think it was necessary anymore. But, um, phew. What, another thing that I think is causing people a little mental health issues um, nowadays is this election year, right, Keith? Right. Like, that can mess some people up. They're hearing people, me, I mean, I guess we're blessed in this because we don't live in a families like where Trump is dividing our family up. <laughs> but there'll be people legit that beef with like family members because one family member likes Trump and somebody else is like, how could you like that? You know what I mean? And it, it could cause real stress in your life and your mental health and everything like that. So, um,. We had the Democratic National Convention this week. I don't know if you had, I know you had a chance to check it out, right? Right, Keith? Definitely. Definitely, and man. It's, it's you all tuned in. Yeah, yeah. you always been. you always been um, on top of the political stuff like that. But this year is different, right? It's uh, virtual, like everything. Nobody, we're not, we're not meeting in large groups. Usually it'd be like, what? Like they pick a, a big stadium or something like that or arena. And um, 
they, they, they rock out, right? Have right. like a couple days event and uh, you people come up, do their speeches. But it's like a rally, right? It's like a, it's like a pet rally. You know what I'm saying? Much, Which, yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's awesome now, but now they got to do it virtually, like everything, like the video music awards, like the BET awards, like everything that happened, they got to be done virtually now. So they, I, I know, you, like I said, you had a chance to check it out. I was checking out a little bit of it um, last night. But my thing with these conventions, right, is it like, it's it's like a commercial, right? They're like, you know, vote for Joe Biden, uh, vote Democratic. But I'm going to be like, if you're already watching it, ain't you, you know what I mean? Like, how many people are really on the fence that are watching the Democratic National Convention, and that's got to be what they're shooting for, right? The swing voters, right? right. The people who go either way, because either if you're really tied to the party, they got you already. So it, it made sense, but I'm watching the whole time, like, damn, it's just it's like a long ass commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, it definitely um, what got your swag. What were your thoughts on it? My thoughts, I mean, well, first let me address what you just said. Uh, I think everyone who's watching it isn't necessarily voting for Joe Biden, but they're they're like they're considering it, but that doesn't mean that they're going to leave their house. And I think that's part of the purpose of the conventions now. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are commercials to think about some, some, the dumbest shit you bought. The truth is you probably thought about it for a little bit and then you're like, yeah, all right, let me, that, that final Instagram ad said, all right, I'm going to cop this, this pillow that the neck brace shit where you don't have to like lay your head on something like your head just lays on the shit I don't know if you ever seen yeah, it yeah. but yeah no, no. Like, like, so, that, like when you're on an airplane or something right? yeah like that thing like it's, yeah. it's dumb but it's so useful you know right, I mean and I, I think that's what's going on with Joe Biden because when you invite the and then now that the Democratic Party's kind of split up now some people's like I, you know I'm in the the left Democratic Party I'm not in the Joe Biden Democratic Party but my man's Bernie mm-hmm. And AOC is on it, so I'll bang with it this night. Yeah, and I think I just seeing them saying something like, "Listen, we don't agree with everything Joe Biden says, but we gotta vote for him." Period. That will push a bunch of people to vote for Joe Biden. The question is, will it be enough? As far as the whole joint in general, look, they they had no choice. I mean, some of it's kind of weird and awkward. They uh, pasting together video clips. Uh, Eva Longoria killed it the first night. She's like a newscaster. She did really good. Uh, I like Eva Longoria. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, Carrie Washington and uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I'll be honest. Maybe I love them too much in the work that I've seen that the standards is way too high for them. Because I'm like, yeah, this is, I don't know. Tracy, I was expecting something different. But, you know, all they do is read off the cue cards. That was cool. Say girlfriends. Say girlfriends. Say Bo from Goddamn Blackish. Nah, I, mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. You said like I, 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 um, Spec. Shout out my man Spec. He was like, man, I know who the actress was, and I hit him on the text. I was like, yo, they got Olivia Pope posters and shit. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, Eve Longoria. I don't give a shit about her, but the standards one because I didn't watch Desperate Housewives. Yeah. But then I saw the jump. I'm like, wow, she's killing it here. Yo, she's mad funny on the low. Not even a side, but like, <laughs> I, like I said, I got I got a little uh, uh, childhood crush on Eva Longoria, but she got, um, she's funny as hell. I was used to watch her show. They had like a, a show that was on for like one season. I think it's called Telenovela. Mm-hmm. That shit was funny as hell, bro. And then she, she in the, I was watching um, the Dora movie with my daughter mm-hmm. last week. I think she's in there too. I think she might have made it, so. Yeah, she's, she's she's a smart choice for them to go with that. My man, uh, Tony Parker, I messed up. Yeah, I was about to say that's the only other reason I knew him. But then again, I barely know anything about Tony Parker. I know he's Tony French. Parker. I don't even know if he has an accent. I never heard him speak. <laughs> Play for the Spurs, man. Yeah, <laughs> they don't get to speak. Word. Nah, nah. But um, 
So what were your thoughts on the convention? I know um, there were highlights with Michelle Obama. Obviously, it was a big one. The Rocks um, spoke. Um, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts? Yeah, they were spitting bars. Michelle mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, Barack was with the whole go high, too cool for school thing where they don't like, you know, putting out straight up diss tracks. But this time they said, all right, but, they named Trump by name. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I said he called him out. <laughs> idiot and he ain't ready. And, uh, listen, we've been with him for four years. At this point, he ain't going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Like being more explicit with it. Where before they were like, all right, everyone play to your better angels. There are there's forces out there and not naming the forces. Like there are forces out there who's like gonna try to mess up the democracy, but don't fuck with them. Bang with the bang with the good guys. But now they're like, listen, Trump is, is it don't bad, work. Yo. Yeah, because because when the other dude is fifty cent and he's <laughs> you know what I'm you can't go Ja Rule. Right. You can't just be like I'm I'm gonna keep singing these songs. This this dude is literally throwing your name through the mud. You know what I mean? You know, every internet meme, every little snippet video is, is him dissing you. You got to fight back. Right. Hard, too. Not like, you know, you can't be... You, at some point, you got to stop playing defense and just go go right back at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, back to back it. Back to back it, exactly. <laughs> right. Whoa, whoa. I ain't, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't never seen you act like this before, Drake. you <laughs> <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Beyond me. No, nah, but um, yeah, that was the, uh, like, and I'm glad you brought that point up because it's like that that you got to play fire with fire. You still don't gotta stoop down to the level of your enemies, but if if they bought, if they brought a gun to the fight, you can't come with a knife, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So definitely play to win, man. Um, Keith, I got a question for you, dog. Like, and, and we spoke, we speak about sports a little bit in here. You know what I mean? Um, we touch it from time to time. There's some crazy things going on in sports, man. <laughs> There's some. It, it's been like. I'm glad that the the, the um, Democratic National Convention happened because it gave us something other to talk about. But there's been some crazy stuff happening with this restart in sports. You've been, I know you, you checked out some of the NBA, the playoffs just started. You know what I mean? And um, they've been really good at keeping that bubble quarantined, right? Having everybody, you know what I mean, safe. We had the Lou Williams thing, but obviously he came back. He went through protocol. He's playing now. Everything, everybody's clean, right? Right, right. Um, but I'm going to talk about some crazy stuff going on, man. And the first... The first I'm gonna start with is not even playing someone that plays sports, dog. <laughs> he's not even he's not even an athlete, man. He 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 worked he worked on the radio and we spoke about something on the show before called White Crime. And uh this might be the in the White Crime Hall of Fame. It's not even a crime. <laughs> uh John Fox, man, the Charlotte Hornets first year radio play by play announcer, right? He's been suspended by uh the Charlotte Hornets. He, he you know he works with the team doesn't play by play. But he was watching the um Nuggets uh Utah Jazz game. He was hyped. You know what I mean? You know how we hit, we hit each other up on the group chat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that was crazy. Da, da, da. Y'all was having a whole debate last night. I seen it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he was hyped. He had the Twitter. He had the Twitter fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And decided he wanted to tweet, shot making in this jazz nigger game is awesome. <laughs> 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 uh, and you know how that goes. Everybody's like, what? The backlash. They got to call the company. Everybody's like, take that down. And then you got to drop the apology the next day. So John Fox said, you know what I mean? Let me tell you how it happened. <laughs> Earlier today, I made a horrific error while attempting to tweet about the Denver-Utah game, which would have been a better way to put it <laughs> rather, than, <laughs> rather than jazz nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Denver-Utah game. I don't know how I mistyped. I had and have no intention of ever using that word. I take full responsibility for my actions. I've been sick to my stomach about it ever since. 
I'm truly sorry that this has happened. I apologize to those I'm offended. Um, he's also said it was autocorrect, going wrong, which I think is just <laughs> my man. Like you know, like that that is, is an indictment more than anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If your autocorrect changed nuggets to niggas, <laughs> we. we <laughs> There's a reason for that, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even think that's true, because I don't even think autocorrect. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Does autocorrect do? You, you make curse words in the autocorrect, right? You like, could. Uh, so when I had an iPhone, it was, so by the way, that was tweeted but with an iPhone. It says it. Uh, Apple is serious about putting curse words. They want to make sure like that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you type it once or twice, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. go into your autocorrect. At least last I used, I've been using Android for a little bit now. Uh, so if you're typing, and in fact, if you try to type the N word, something it, it auto corrects to nugget. In fact, <laughs> so much so that in the group chat, sometimes you say "What up, nuggets?" to the kind what of. What up, nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> so think about that, yo. This this dude usually it's supposed to correct the N word to nuggets, but he said he's saying that. It corrected nuggets, nuggets to the N word. No, 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 no. Yo, Apple tried so hard to help him. <laughs> yeah, Apple goes like... hard, man. Apple goes hard with the security, yo. When I was trying to put put uh, the word shit in for like three years before finally to stop doing shot or shut. <laughs> You tired of backspacing and pictures like this is what I mean. Nine years <laughs> I, was, I was typing duck you to people. Yo, my man. <laughs> and, but you know what? And, and and the thing is, is that I 120% believe him that he didn't type that on purpose. Because a broadcaster, well, who's, who's he work for? Utah? Um, no, he works for the Charlotte Hornets. He wasn't. Yeah, he knows better. He, he knows better. He's a broad. Like he knows better. Not even yeah. Rush Limbaugh would type that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, he's from he's from North Carolina. I do believe that he has friends. <laughs> he has friend circles where he. <laughs> I just I just believe it. I'm sorry. I just do I have evidence? No, it's just one of those things where it's like he has at least one group text going where they they fling that word around because because he sent like it, he's. Because that means that he typed it up yeah, and, felt, and felt such faith in what Apple would correct it with and then press send without proofreading <laughs> it. But that's what Apple chose of all the words. Nuggets, uh, nubbed, they, all these. Let me see. And you, you, you could have been Apple, <laughs> duff, <Apple's>, duff it. <laughs> Apple's algorithm said, wait a minute, he's talking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear what's in the room. Let's listen to it. Okay, but he he said niggas. Yeah, <laughs> he means niggas. Somebody somebody's in trouble. <laughs> and if Apple said, "All right," took the context, be like, "All right, basketball." Is he talking about professional basketball? Okay, there's a look at the algorithm. There's eighty five percent black niggers. Niggers. Then they let him send that shit. That shit is crazy. I'm looking. They even man, they would have corrected it to buffet. What else? What else you got here next to these keys? Uh, <laughs> hubbed <laughs> all types of shit like that the shit said niggers oh boy what in the world and then he's supposed to be some kind of journalist so the fact that he didn't proofread it and that's the best case scenario right like when he has his next job interview they'd be like alright what would your last employer say that you could improve on I'm like, proofreading 
<laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and that's the best case scenario. Oh, uh, man. I know we're strapped for time, so I got to move on to the next, man. This is That was white crime. This right here is rookie crime, man. If you had a chance to be in the NFL, Keith, you ain't going to blow it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Keith played football, right? For everybody out there who doesn't know, Keith played high school football with us. And he went to training camp and everything. He was like, you know what? This ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't for me, dog. I, he was hitting hard, kid. And, you know, thinking back, uh, I was like a, a six foot one, more or less. Probably mm-hmm. about, you know, pretty big kid, 190 pounds, 185 pounds. You could have went hard in the paint. Yeah, but there was dudes <laughs> five nine, a hundred forty pounds that tore me apart. Pause, man. Yo, the joint is, I was like, nah, bro. Because anybody who's five nine, a uh, hundred whatever pounds, I'm taking advantage of them in basketball. Not in football, man. Everybody the same height unless you're trying to catch a ball. But mm-hmm. once you catch it, everybody's the same size, and I couldn't take that. And they all going for your knees. All going for your <laughs> knees, man. They, they're not trying to hit you in the, in the chest or shoulder to shoulder. No they're going for hurt. your knees, dog. And I wasn't but, fast um, enough to dodge them hits, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Someone I think who, who, said, who shared that same sentiment uh, in his dedication to football is uh, Seattle Seahawks rookie Kamai Silverand. I probably mispronounced it. Silverand? S-I-V-E-R-A-N-D. Silverand. I'm going to go with Silverand. <laughs> um, this young man has been cut from the Seattle Seahawks. They've waived him <laughs> while still in training camp. You know why, Keith? Because he was caught on video trying to sneak a woman into the uh, team hotel disguised uh, in Seahawks gear as a player. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a cartoon, man. It's some Looney Tunes shit. <laughs> some Wiley Coyote shit. <laughs> you like, just walk fast, just walk fast. <laughs> keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> now I kind of want to see the woman because I'm like, what, what? Like, is she a a rotund young lady? Is is this a a skinny young? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was the tip off that it wasn't the way she's walking? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is she? I don't get what. Like, you know what I mean? Something had to tip them off though that this is not a dude. Maybe the way they were standing together, they were too close. Supposed to be social distancing, right? I don't know. Or was it in the <laughs> evening and she was still wearing her her trainer uniform? <laughs> she got her pads on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in casual clothes and she wearing her uniform. Oh, uh, man. This dude was undrafted out of Oklahoma State. He had a $2,000 signing bonus from Seattle, man. He was, he was had a little, he could have made the practice squad. He out here acting a damn donkey, bro. Like, and, but, it, but, but you've done some dumb stuff for, for that particular reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has. <laughs> not that dumb, though. I'm not fucking up the bag. Right? You got to go, what's he going to play now? Yeah, XFL? It's a big bag. <laughs> Word up. You can't go back to college, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. Was he drafted high? But, no, he wasn't drafted. He was undrafted. Ah, they yeah. Like, <laughs> so he blew his chance. That's crazy. Yeah, y'all was your one shot to blow. That's some lottery pick <laughs> crime you pull in that. Like, <laughs> you in the first two rounds, you can. Yeah, because you can get away with it. They'd be like, they'll sit you down. Yeah. They're like, come on, man. <laughs> Wildin'. Oh, man. We got to go positive, though. Without, you know what I'm saying? Whatever negative thing that happens out there, you got to put positive things on, uh, spin on things. And uh, shout out to the Washington football team, which has, has not been said very often in life. But they are a racist organization for no other reason that they were named the Redskins for many years. And fought it. <laughs> and fought against it. <laughs> um, that might be worse than, or at least as bad as fighting for the Confederate flag. <laughs> like yo, change your name, Redskins. You, you it's offensive to Native American people. 
Nope. <laughs> no. I can't. I can't do it. Psych. <laughs> and, and literally, George Floyd had to die on videotape <laughs> for, for it to be changed, bro. Like, yep. that is insane, bro. For them, like, this team has, and, and I'm going to bring it up for a reason, but this team is the first uh, black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and Doug Williams, like they could be like the most like racially forward organization in football, but they wanted to be called the Redskins, and for no other reason that they they just made history again by hiring the first black president in NFL history. Um, this dude is like young. I seen a picture. I went, Who the hell is this dude? Thirty eight years old. Jason Wright, a former NFL running back, is now responsible for uh, leading the organization's business divisions, including operations, finance, sales, and marketing. Like. Young dude, bro, like super young. I, I, I don't remember him from the league, but apparently he played um, for a few years and making history, bro. First first black team president, which I think is the bigger <laughs> story here. Why in 2020 has the NFL not had a black president? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as as that dude got to be, I mean, I don't know his resume, but when you see a oh, dude he's, like he's, that, he's, that he's young, he's, he's, that, he's black, <laughs> that black, that black, just nice. Doing stuff, you know, like he has, he had to be more qualified than probably the most qualified person, president in history of the NFL, probably. Yeah, he he, he is. He's, he's a smart dude. Like I said, he played in the NFL for uh, seven for seven years from two thousand four to two thousand eleven. Um, he played for San Francisco, the Falcons, uh, Browns, Cardinals. He retired. He, he he went to uh, Northwestern, and after he retired, he went to the uh, University of Chicago. So he, you know he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Northwestern University, and he got his MBA from there. So you know what I mean? Like he's a smart dude, man. That's dope. Uh, Dan, Daniel Snyder said, "If I could custom design a leader for this important time in our history, it would be Jason. His his experience as a former player, coupled with his business acumen, gives him a perspective that is unrivaled in this league. And that'd be a great statement if it wasn't from Daniel Snyder." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the guy who fought for the name Redskins. <laughs> like it's insane, man. But um oh, but, shout out to Jason. But but uh, right, in other Washington football news, this dude Alex Smith, the quarterback who got his leg torn torn the hell apart, wants to return mm-hmm. to football at the age of thirty six. What? <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> that is nuts, man. That is nuts, bro. Like he he's this man almost died, right? Because he almost got amputated. He almost got infected. Like it, it, he could have died from a, 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 a basically a, what a leg fracture, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, some uh, wild shit twisted and compounded and yeah. foot facing the other way. Yuck. JJ yeah. Watt did that shit too, and he kind of like he don't get credit for it because the other dude is celebrating <laughs> after they tackle him. But JJ Watt definitely is the reason for that. Yeah. But like that's a yeah. I shout out to Alex Smith because I, I watched his injury and never wanted to play football again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm ne- nope never. I couldn't like, watch that injury. Is- I saw the aftermath for the first time. It happened in 2018, right? I saw it for the first time like a week ago, just because I was yeah. looking at a bar stool clip where they were talking about the um the fact that he want to come back and the injury, and they showed like after like what his foot looked like, and I was like, golly, man. <laughs> Keep. I know we're strapped on time, so we 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 definitely will touch on this in, in future weeks but um as important as it is for everybody to get out there to vote as important as it is that they had the uh the DNC this week we got a shout out Kamala Harris yeah uh, uh <laughs> the first uh well if if elected would be the first African American vice president in history yeah uh first can- and she's also the first uh candidate African American well oh, candidate right, so for vice yeah, yeah. president 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Period, mm. I believe. <laughs> she's had, she, she's also Asian, right? I think yeah. she's half Asian. And of um, Asian, Asian heritage. Which and, and, and you see how, like, the trolls are coming out, like, she's not really black. <laughs> she's not really, it, it, Donald Trump is trying to do the, um, I don't even think she's eligible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like and refers to her, what do you call her, uh, Kamala? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's huge. We got, and we got to shout out history, you know what I mean? Black history other than February, man. We got to shout out year round. So, shout out to, uh, Joe Biden and, um, Kamala Harris. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's, uh, and I can't tell y'all who to go out there and vote for, but go out there and vote, man. It's important. Let your voice be heard and stand for something. And she pledged AKA, so she pink and green. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you used that joke like two episodes ago. <laughs> I did. Well, you're gonna hear a lot more of that shit because she's the butt of the VP candidate now. She got elected. Oh man, you had He's that right, on the like four, four more times. <laughs> Yo, Keith, where can people find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. I go by the name of DJ Playboy in real life, but on Instagram, you can find me at Plickapeezy, P L I C C A P E E Z Y. Uh, also, you can follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Check us out, send us a DM, let us know how you feel about the show, man. You can catch uh, our show, the Perfect Talk Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, shit, all over the place, man. SoundCloud, you know what I mean? Everybody, go check that out, leave a review, um, let me know what you think, give us a rating. Uh, feel free to leave a comment, man. We we, we love the feedback. Uh, also, Keith, man, we got a podcast. We got a podcast. And we also got a website, dog. PerfectTalkPodcast.com. Uh, for every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, as well as my radio show, The Night Shift, and Money Talks Radio, which I do with my man DJ Show. So go check that out. Um, Keith, what you watching nowadays, brother? Well, the DNC, but it's not so much about what I'm watching, but what I'm listening to, and it's the podcast, and Nice White Parents. Produced by the New nice York Times. Parents? Nice white parents. And it's about okay. white parents fighting for diverse schools. But then once they actually put the diverse school there, they're like, mm-mm, not yet. They don't send their kids there. <laughs> well, so is it, what kind of podcast is it? Like a storytelling kind of documentary? It's like a storytelling. I think it's produced by the people who made Serial. So it's like a okay. s- storytelling documentary type. Gotcha. A bunch of interviews and they, they try to lay out that kind of sequence or whatever. And it's uh it's extra dope. It's a dope look at white liberalism because is it a true story? No, it's a completely true story. Okay, finish your thought. You said a dope look at white liberalism because dope look at white liberalism in the sense that it's you know there's a lot of white activists who fight for concepts, but once it's time for that concept to hit home, they're like, like not in my neighborhood. Not in my goddamn neighborhood. Not that school. Not now. Yeah. So basically, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so basically, it's it's um it's dope. It's a, it's a nice little look uh at that shit. The the host herself, I think, was considering or did send her kids to some school that has a a sizable black and brown population in it. So it's a, it's a really cool listen especially if you come from New York City it's it's based out of New York City and they talk about the New York City's okay. public school system and it's no, no uh, New York City is one of the notoriously segregated school systems also the mo- most one of the most segregated cities in the country so is it really? I didn't even know that yeah That's man cool. yo <laughs> I mean you know Stuyvesant High School is the top high school in the entire city right? Yeah. probably public yeah. or private but definitely public like by far 
the New York City schools are something like somewhere around 75, 80% black and brown. It might mm-hmm. just be black, but I think black and brown for sure. Stuyvesant High School has like eight black students. Not 8%, bro. Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know anybody who made it to Cyprus? I'm trying to think. I remember. I know Brooklyn Tech. We knew a couple people who made it. Yeah, there. I'm to think if we knew anybody. But even Brooklyn Tech, yeah. the, the the diversity issues. I mean, as it's just that we happen to know people personally who made it there. But is yeah. the percentages? It, it's it's nuts. So even looking at, mm-hmm. even looking at when we went to uh, junior high school, and they had that little quote unquote uh, gifted and talented program, and they kind of kept mm-hmm. it separate. Doing our own thing, had different lunch periods and everything, and just look, think of, think about that experience. You never, you never got to interact with the other, the other students, and think about what the students looked like in in there, right? Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we just lived it, but it's crazy to think about that experience. Then when you look outside of our program, it's almost like, you know, well, not almost like the kids were kept separate. It was like a hundred percent black kids, the rest of Mm -hmm. them who 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 wasn't us. So, yeah, yeah right so, so, so that podcast, you know that's nice white parents, man. It's funny when you look back at things as adults and, and you look, uh, it's through a different lens, you know what I mean? Because like you said, like I, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, we did go to school. The kids that we were interacting with did not look like the kids who were in a different program, you know what I mean? And we had to go out of our way to interact with kids in the other program. Yeah. well, That looked more, look more like us. Right. Think about it. Think about, so you went to middle school in a gifted and talented program and think about some of the classmates who sat next to you in elementary school right mm-hmm. they probably tapped you on your shoulder gave you a letter to give your parents like hey take this test for this special program mm-hmm. right and think about the friends who sat next to you who weren't dumb or whatever but they weren't as lucky mm-hmm. who knows what happens you know let me say not to say that that condemns you to, to failure but it definitely takes you away from certain opportunities and there's a lot of kids who just didn't get that that kind of opportunity or that kind of luck. Tons of them. You know what I'm saying? And even though a lot of your friends made it, there's a chunk of black kids, like a huge, huge, huge chunk that did not get that opportunity. So either they had to work harder than us to get to where we're at, or they, if they worked about as hard as us, they just didn't get the fruits of, I don't know, just the fruits of shit. That we got because we were tapped mm-hmm. on our shoulder to be exposed to this quote unquote gifted and talented thing. Night and day. Like the, night and day. The experiences night or night and day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. in other words. I, people that lived on my block, the people that talked, they told me their experiences. I was like, I ain't my experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think, like in a, in a, in a school in a white, a school in a white school district, if you take uh, just a mediocre kid, they're getting a, compl- a completely superior schooling experience than the mediocre kid in a black neighborhood. The mediocre kid in a black neighborhood is treated as if they're God, like a miscreant or something like that. Suspended mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff. So it's just, it's just completely different. So you have to be exceptional in your school just to get an average or slightly above average education in a quote unquote gift in the talented program. Nah, you're right. That's 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 a whole other episode. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll touch on that. That's what I like about the Spurry Talk podcast that we get to touch on things like that. Um, shout out for the podcast request, right? Um, uh, recommendation, right there, Keith. Um, also, I checked out the Blinkist app that you were talking about. This um, I just downloaded. I actually haven't um, I've been able to get my own review on it, but I'll let you know because I've seen a lot of good reviews about it, and you were one of the first people to tell me about it. So definitely gonna check it out. Um, definitely dope, man. I mean, you got to, to quote unquote read or listen to books and. A long ass book that'll take you two weeks. Listen to it in ten, fifteen minutes. 
And then when we back out there going to wine and cheese parties and dinner parties and shit like that, people are like, hey, I've read this book by, you know, Zig Ziglar. Uh, have you read it? I'm like, yeah, bitch, I read that shit 10 minutes yesterday. <laughs> I read it on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, man, we up out of here, Keith, man. Say goodbye to people, bro. Peace. Peace.